What's up, y'all? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Seeing Good and Relationships Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. Hope you're staying encouraged in this season that you're in. You know, despite the turbulences and the chaos of this world, I truly believe that God, he is faithful and that when he says that he gives us peace, which surpasses all understanding, that he was telling the truth. And so I'm praying that his peace would rest upon you and that his peace would continue to just rest upon you as you are listening in to tonight's episode. Tonight's episode, I truly believe by the grace of God, it will encourage It will as well challenge and inspire you. My goodness, God has been so faithful, y'all. You know, he has brought us so far. Like a lot of us, there are certain things that has happened to us that even if we were to tell people that they would not believe us, but God, he has shown you his goodness. He has shown you his faithfulness. And there are times we can get carried away again, as I've said before in past episodes of what we don't yet have, that it causes us to be distracted in what God has already given us. You know, it causes us to lose sight of the blessings that are currently present in our lives. When I look back in my own life and see all that God has done for me. Even though there are moments where I still have challenges, I'm still trying to endure a weakness. Those moments where I go back and see the miraculous hand of God, how he sustained me and how he continues to sustain me and my weaknesses, right? That gives me such an unction, right? That just gives me such a fire to continue to hang on and knowing that God, he is faithful to finish the good work that he has started in my life. And I believe that he is faithful to finish the good work that he has started in your life. Some of you, the past season was so intense. You don't even understand how in the world you managed to transition into the year 2023 some of you perhaps it's just the past month maybe april was not a good month for you and you don't understand how you were able to transition to the month of may but i want to be that sister in christ to encourage you on tonight's episode to let you know that it only gets better from here it only gets better from here because god did not bring you this far for nothing and as a matter of fact the title of tonight's episode is this it won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. I'm going to repeat it again. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. What am I referring to here? Some of you guys, you have been, you know, struggling, right? Maybe you're struggling again uh, with your mental health. Maybe you are bombarded by certain thoughts, right? Thoughts that are not of God, thoughts that are not pure. Maybe some of you guys are struggling with suicidal thoughts or thoughts of oppression, thoughts that are saying things that you know that is not of God and you don't understand how, in fact, you can begin to rebuke those thoughts. But I want to come on tonight's episode to again repeat this to you. It won't work this time if you demand and listen from victory many of us we tend to forget that God has given us all authority I'm going to repeat this again many of us we tend to forget that God has given us all authority as a matter of fact please go ahead and turn your Bible pages to Luke 10 verse 19 this is what it's saying y'all this is what Jesus is saying to us from this scripture. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Jesus here in this in this verse, y'all, he didn't say I have given you some power to be able to overcome some of the power of the enemy. He says that I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. You see, one of the tricks of the enemy 
is that he deceives us to think as if that he has all power. But the word of God tells us that God himself, Jesus Christ, he has given us all power. You have the authority and the power of God residing within you right now. If indeed you are a born again believer, which means you have given Jesus Christ your, your, your life. You don't just recognize him as savior, but you also recognize him as Lord. You have completely submit your will under his authority. So when Jesus himself now is your covering, he has given you his complete authority, his complete power within the person of the Holy Spirit. And we know that because we are believers in Jesus Christ, because again, we have accepted him as Lord and Savior of his life, he has given us this guarantee of this victory. And that guarantee of that victory is the Holy Spirit that resides in us. The word of God says to us, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And it's speaking concerning the spirit of Christ in the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Holy Trinity. My goodness. I didn't come to play tonight, honestly, y'all. I came because I understand the time and the season that we're living in. I understand some people right now, you don't want to take another step because you feel as if you are in a repeated cycle and you feel as if the chains are not breaking. You feel as if you cannot go to the next level. You cannot get the things that God has promised you. You cannot receive your inheritance in Christ Jesus. You're unable to receive that healing. You're unable to receive that miracle. And I come on here tonight to let you know no, it won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. Again, what do I mean by that? It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. That torment, it won't work this time. If you demand and live from victory, guess what? That depression, it won't work this time. If you demand and live from victory, guess what? Those thoughts, those suicidal thoughts, those demeaning thoughts, thoughts that are contrary to the word of God that's trying to rule over your mind. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. Those temptations that is causing you to sell your birthright as the child of God. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. I want to pause right here because I want to address this because I believe some of you guys who are listening to this episode, you may indeed have experienced this. Some of you, you feel like your life during the past season or even the past year or so, you feel like it is the complete opposite to the word God gave you. You feel as if it is the complete opposite to the ways that you have been living your life to, uh, for Christ. And I want to remind you concerning the story of Joseph. The story of Joseph, the son of Jacob, he received a powerful dream from God. And I love using his example because his example is so significant. And many of us, we can see our lives. We can see ourselves within his story. Joseph received such a beautiful and powerful dream from God. And yet it seems as if as soon as he began to share of this dream to his family, to his brothers, his life completely turned upside down. It's like all hell broke loose he received the complete opposite of the word of God and some of you you are so shocked you are so bamboozled in the wrong way and you are so devastated because now you're trying to figure out what did I do wrong 
Did I sin against God? Did I miss the step? Did I miss God? Was it God who was speaking to me or was it my flesh? Was it the enemy? What is going on? And you began to go back to memory lane and you began to remember every single thing that you did. And you and you began to say, maybe I, I miss God because, you know, in this year I did this and this year I did that. And maybe God, you know, is causing me not to break through because of this thing that I did, because of this thing that I committed. Perhaps I did not confess of a sin that I that I committed. Perhaps it's because, you know, perhaps, you know, uh, uh, someone placed a curse on me, etc., etc. So you begin to try to analyze and find the reason why you're stuck. Find the reason why you keep missing it. Every time when you feel like you're close to the breakthrough. Every time when you feel like you're about to enter the promised land that God has for you. Every time when you feel like you're about to have that divine connection. Something stop it in its track. And you say to yourself, what is it am I doing wrong? And from the story of Joseph, Joseph didn't do anything wrong except the fact that he shared of the dream that the Lord gave him. And some of you, and quite, you know, quite honestly, you didn't do anything wrong. You did what it is that you were supposed to do. You continue to be devoted to God. You continue to remain faithful with the little that he gave you in your hands. And yet everything is completely opposite to what it is that the Lord showed you, to what it is that the Lord said to you, to what it is that the Lord even spoke to other people concerning your present, concerning your future and your destiny and your purpose. And for some of you, perhaps you were doing everything that you know to do, but then you caught yourself slipping, right? Or you caught yourself compromising. And you began to now attach that compromise or you began to attach your weakness. You began to attach your failure to your identity. And now you're claiming yourself as being a failure because you feel as if because, in fact, you sinned against God. There is no repentance left for you. There is no more mercy left for you. There is no grace left for you. If this sounds like you tonight, I want us to quickly go ahead and open our Bible pages to John 8 verse 11. I want us to go ahead and read John 8 verse 11. But before I go ahead and read John 8 verse 11, I want to just recap very quickly what John 8, the, the chapter in itself is addressing here in this context. In this context, the chapter is addressing to us this woman who was caught committing adultery and she was surrounded by these people, right? She was surrounded by these Jews and they began to wanting to stone her to death because during that time, you know, the law says if you if you you know catch anyone right especially a woman you know in adultery you have to stone her to death and during that time Jesus was present and Jesus noticed what was going on and Jesus began to you know ask these people who wanted to go ahead and prosecute her wanted to go ahead and condemn her he said you know which one of you are without sin And one by one, they began to place the rocks that were in their hands down. And one by one, they left the site. They left the area that the lady was at. And now it was only the lady, right? The woman and Jesus. And Jesus asks her of this question. She said, which one of these have condemned you? Which one of these have condemned you? And she answered to Jesus and she said to Jesus, none. And Jesus said to her, 
then neither do I condemn you. As a matter of fact, let's quickly go ahead and read this because this is in fact John 8 verse 11, the, the, the scripture that I want us to focus on. And as a matter of fact, it is the key theme of tonight's episode. John 8 verse 11, this is what it says, y'all. No one, sir, she said, then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. I'm going to repeat this again. No one, sir, she said, then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Again, I wanted to go ahead and address this on today. Because many of you at times, you want to stay dormant and you want to make your bed. You want to make your bed in that place of sin. You want to make your bed in that oppression, in that depression, in that disappointment, in that betrayal, in that bitterness, in that past. When Jesus himself, he's saying to you that he does not condemn you. Be at peace. Go on and live your life of sin. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not me trying to sugarcoat. This is not me trying to say sin is permissible. It is all right to say no, 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 no. I'm saying the complete opposite. What I'm saying tonight is to set some of you guys free because the thing is, the enemy is very tricky. The enemy wants you to have a lifestyle of condemnation because he knows the more that he is able to cause you to have a lifestyle of condemnation, the more he is able to, to suppress you. And the more that he is able to suppress you, the more he knows you will never fulfill your purpose, the more he knows you will never fulfill your destiny. Now, there's a big difference when it comes to condemnation and conviction. But unfortunately, many of us tend to confuse the two and do not know how to um, differentiate them. When you feel conviction, you better praise God. Because when you feel conviction, that shows you still have the Holy Spirit. That shows you still have the fear of God. And that shows that you are one who does not want to disappoint the Lord. You don't want to displease God because you have a love for God. You know that sin is wrong. And you know that when you sin against God, it does not please the Father. And you know that it is your greatest desire to please God. And so when you have conviction, even if you knew that you were caught in sin, you were caught in whatever mess that you were caught in, for example, like, this lady this lady was caught in the act of adultery the bible didn't say that she tried uh, um the bible didn't say for example she confessed of that adultery she was caught in the act my goodness she was caught in the act and so she was guilty as charged but the truth of the matter is when she when she was with jesus when she was in the presence of god she was able to feel convicted concerning what it is that she has done and she was able to really Take heed to the word of Christ when he said, go and leave your life of sin. But some of us, what happens is that although we receive conviction from the Holy Spirit, we tend to believe it is condemnation and we began to run away from God. We run away from God and we began to live in our shame, in our guilt. When God is telling us to just merely leave our life of sin, meaning to turn our backs away from darkness, to turn our backs away from that sin and to embrace righteousness, to embrace his kingdom, to embrace him. 
God wants us to embrace him. God wants us to have an intimate bond, an intimate relationship with him. And as a matter of fact, you will notice that the more time you turn your back away from God because you feel as if you have sinned too much or because you feel as if you cannot approach the throne room of God, you cannot ask him for his grace, the more you will begin to realize sin will continue to multiply in your life because it is in the presence of God that you are able to break off those chains of shame and guilt and condemnation, to break off the chains of bondages and sin of all kinds. This is so important because this tells us that it is always God's will for us to have peace. It is always God's will for us to live a lifestyle of righteousness, holiness, purity. And it's always God's will for us to have rest and freedom. It is never God's will for you to be in bondage. And this is what was key in this context in John 8 verse 11. I love this. I'm reading it from the New International Version. I love the wording in the New International Version. When Jesus says, go now and leave your life of sin. So this was an order. Yes, he said it in love, but he gave her a a, a demand. He gave her a command. Go now and leave your life of sin. Many of us, we feel as if we we don't have the option to choose the life that we should live. You feel as though because the people in your family, they were always poor. That means you must be poor. That's a lie. You believe because so many women in your family, they were prostitutes. That means you need to grow up and become a prostitute. That's a lie. Go now and leave your life of sin. God has given you the choice to choose holiness, purity, righteousness. He has given you the choice to choose freedom and peace and victory. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. Many of you, perhaps you're saying, I am not free. I feel so burnt out. I feel so defeated. I'm tired of keep on trying. I'm tired of stay encouraged. I'm tired of step forward. My goodness. The more that you say this is not to say that you're not tired. I understand that you're tired, but you need to understand as well. If you desire victory, you need to demand the victory. If you desire the peace, you need to demand the peace. The Bible itself says to us that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence taken by force. And this is the attitude of faith. You have to understand, I say this over and over again, but I want you to get this tonight, that faith pleases God. Faith pleases God and faith is as well as an attitude, but you can make faith to become your lifestyle. And the same way you can make faith become your lifestyle, you can make victory become your lifestyle. Because just as we read in Luke 10 verse 19 earlier, it says to us that those of us in Christ, he has given us complete authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. That includes what it is that is going through, that you're going through that feels bigger than yourself. I want you to know I want you to know this tonight. It is able to be broken today because you have been given that power. And if you're not a believer, if you did not accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to understand the power of the gospel this very night. When you confess, just as that lady who was caught in adultery, she took heed to the word of Jesus. If you're taking heed to this word tonight and you confess of your sins, you confess of your wrongdoings to God, 
God is able to take away your shame, to take away your guilt. He is able to take away the title that the devil himself placed upon you because you were in darkness, because you were in ignorant. You were ignorant when it came to the truth of God and you was actually serving the devil, whether directly or indirectly. He is able to wipe all that away from you and he is able to clothe you with his righteousness. He is able to clothe you with his truth and he is able to give you the destiny that he that he had given you even before the foundation of the earth. I want you guys to understand this and I want you guys to hear me clearly. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. I want to declare this over your life right now. Many of you, what you experienced even just this past year that was detrimental, that tormented you, that caused you to have deep loneliness, that caused you to have deep depression and oppression, it will not follow you in 2023. It will not work this time. Whatever trick, whatever bondage, whatever temptation, whatever thing that the enemy tried to place against you, that the enemy try to use to deceive you that the enemy try to use to cause you to sell your birthright that the enemy try to use you to not step forth into your destiny it won't work this time i need to urge you right now to place a demand on your victory live from victory this is god's will for you tonight and i just want to go ahead and pause right here i know we are familiar with this particular scripture that's from second corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 and where Apostle Paul, he says, you know, of the grace of God, that the grace of God is sufficient because God was giving him that as a response. Right. God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. As a matter of fact, I want us I want us to take a quick moment to turn our Bible pages to Second Corinthians chapter 12. I want us to go ahead and read the latter portion of verse seven to verse 10. And this is what what it said, y'all. Therefore, this is Paul speaking. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now we, many of us who are believers, we have heard these particular, you know, uh, scriptures throughout our walk with the Lord. And for those of you guys who are new in the faith, you might have especially heard 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, when it comes again to God saying, his grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. You know, honestly, when I was getting ready for the, for the um, episode tonight, it didn't even occur to me that today was May 5th, that today was May 5th, 2023. So the month of May is the fifth month of the year, but today is also the fifth day of the month of May. So that is five, five. So you see there's double five and five together makes what in total, the number 10, which symbolizes completion, which symbolizes finality, <laughs> which symbolizes as well fullness. I completely had no clue about this, y'all. And as that just insight came to me, right? 
as the Holy Spirit just brought this to my remembrance, he also brought to my remembrance again, the number five symbolizing grace and as well as favor. And I remember, I believe it was in 2021, um, I received this, this poster that had a big number five on it. And the number five was in the color white. And then the, the background color of the flyer or the poster was all in black. And as soon as I saw it, immediately what came to my spirit again is what I just shared concerning the meaning of the number five. My gosh. And here we are. We're talking about, again, the grace of God. We're addressing verse nine that his grace is sufficient, right? My goodness. To me, I see this as confirmation concerning what it is that overall we're talking about on tonight's episode. I don't take this by coincidence. I don't take this as coincidence, y'all. But I truly believe it is the spirit of Christ that is speaking through this message, letting it be known that again, as I repeat before, I'm going to repeat again. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. I don't know what it is that you were going through last year. I don't know what it is that you've been going through since the time of this pandemic when it began in 2020. I don't know what it is that you're going through in your in your mental state. I don't know what it is that you're going in your body. I don't know what's what's going on in your life and your family's life and I don't know exactly what it is that you're waiting for the Lord to do for you because some of you who are listening to this episode what it is that you're going through what it is that you're battling only God is able to take you out of it and some of you you can't you can't really explain it to other people it is very personal one-on-one between you and the Lord but I want to come to you as a sister in Christ to let you know this tonight God's grace is sufficient you will get through this by the grace of god you will make it out of this by the grace of god and this time truly it won't be last like like last time god is about to truly show up and show out in your life because why because now you are deciding that you had enough you don't want to live from what you don't want to live from defeat you don't want to live from the past you don't want to live from condemnation you don't want to live uh, uh, with the truth that you know <laughs> the bible doesn't even say that he even hold any type of truth in his mouth the bible describes the devil as being the father of lies so you don't want to accept a lie from the enemy and seeing it as if it is a truth because it is not a truth it is false it is a lie and it is contrary to god's will and God's plan and God's purpose for your life I want you to know this and I want you to accept it I want you to accept it as truth because it truly is we read again for you Luke 10 verse 19 the power is in your hand as a child of God as a believer the devil has already been defeated this is the thing some of us we grew up in the church we're so used to certain scriptures we're so used to certain models and phrases and so forth in the Christian community that we don't really take it to heart what it is that is being said what God himself is addressing to us in his word when God said he has given you authority he meant it when he said he has given you all power he meant it this is your time to walk in that power this is your time to walk in that authority and to look the devil right in his eyes and say you know what Jesus has given me complete authority I am making it to my destiny I am receiving my healing my healing is already mine my breakthrough is already mine the promises of God over my life is already mine and you take it by force in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth now I want us to go ahead and just go back again now to 2nd Corinthians chapters 12 
again, I want us to pay attention. I want us to pay attention to the scriptures that we just read. We see Paul here said, for him not to be conceited, he was given a thorn, a messenger of Satan to torment him. Some of you, as I said earlier, you have done all that you know to do. You have been faithful to God. You have been faithful to the assignments that God has given you. And somehow you see your life is the complete opposite to who you know that you are in Christ, to the destiny that the Lord has for you. And sometimes you say to yourself, am I hearing God correctly? Does God really love me or, or does God really hate me? Because why do I feel such pain and, and, and torment and all of that? And I want you to understand this. God loves you, but at the same time, God wants to test your faith. God wants to test your character. I love that Paul even said this so that we are, you know, we're able to be aware of that. He says that he was given this torment so he won't be conceited. You know, it breaks my heart to say this, but so many of us in the body of Christ, I don't know, I don't know why we have this mentality, but so many of us in the body of Christ, we assume as if that like, you know, we, we are celebrities. I mean, like the throne is not only the throne of God, that all praise and power, it does not belong to It belongs to the Lord. It belongs to Jesus. That's why I love when Paul says that he boasts in his weaknesses. And when he's saying he boasts in his weaknesses, because he understands as well that without Christ, he is nothing. And he understands as well, without God, he is unable to overpower his weaknesses. But he know it is because of the grace of God, despite the fact that he is weak. This is what he says again in verse 10. He says, when I am weak, then I am strong. Some of us, when we find ourselves in torment, when we find ourselves fighting temptation, we feel as if the temptation is stronger than us. And oftentimes the temptation is strong, but we forget that the temptation is not stronger than the spirit of God in us. And so if you have the spirit of God in us, you have the authority to speak to that, whatever it is that you're facing. And you say, you know, I belong to Jesus. And you say, yeah, I am weak, but you are taking this time to ask the Holy Spirit within you. Holy Spirit, give me my, give me the grace, which is sufficient enough to help me to say no to this temptation, to help me to say no to this sin to help me to turn away from this direction that I was going and to go to the right way, the way that leads me to the path of eternal life. And this is some of the things that we often tend to dismiss when it comes to this particular passage. We think it means to just excuse the weakness or excuse the sin. So no, no, no. But this is us seeing it for this, that even though I have these weaknesses, even though I feel that enemies are around me left and right, they cannot overcome me. And even when I feel as if that they have overcome me, I still have the spirit of Christ residing within me. And anytime I just say, Holy Spirit, give me the grace to sustain. Give me the grace to defeat this. Give me the grace to withstand. Give me the grace to say no. Give me the grace to fight back. He is faithful to do it for you. Because he himself is the guarantee of the eternal victory that you have in Christ Jesus. I want to go ahead. And close us out with this verse. And this verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. And this is Paul again. And I love what Paul says here. And this is about self-control here. This is about as well having the mentality of those who are bold in their faith in Jesus Christ. Because we know at the end of the day, we want to please our Father. We want to be just like Jesus. We don't want to, uh, uh, you know, we don't want to settle for less. But we want to make sure that we become all that God has created us to become. That we attain all that God had for us to attain in this life.
not just waiting for heaven where there is no sin, no death, no crying and so forth. But we want to experience heaven right here on earth right now. And we are able to do that. And one of the ways that I believe that Paul was able to do this, despite the trials that he faced in this life, is what he said here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. This is what he said, y'all. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Some of us, when we're facing that difficult season, when we're facing that difficult pain when we're facing that torment when we're facing that temptation we're only focusing on ourselves we forget that we have a whole company of people that God wants us to reach and so even when you find yourself in this weakness even when you find yourself uh, you know trying to 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 push away these temptations trying to fight these mind battles within your mind you forget that it is not just about you but it is about your family it is about your bloodline and most importantly Importantly, it is about God. You have to be in that mindset as well. Uh, you know, God himself being God. God has such confidence in you. Remember the confidence that God had in Job. That even when the devil went ahead and confronted God concerning Job. And God said, "Did you? Did what do you think about Job? My servant Job. And God was so cocky with it. Because he knew Job's character was truly for him. He knew Job's character was truly pure and righteous. That no matter what the devil threw at him. Job would would continue to rise. Even when he found himself depressed and discouraged, Job would not curse God. I want you guys to understand this. Many of you, everything that you have faced leading to this point in your life that you feel as if, my goodness, I can barely stand. It has all to do with who God created you to be. It has all to do with the confidence as well that God has in you. Because before you were even placed in your mother's womb, God already saw that you were a warrior. That God already saw that you were a champion. God already saw that you would not curse him, even when the devil would say to his face that you would if you remove certain things from your life. And when you began to see certain things beginning to remove from your life, again, you have this indirect notion, right? You have this incorrect, excuse me, notion thinking that, oh man, God does not love me. Oh man, I miss God. I miss hearing God. Oh my goodness. Maybe I am, I am weak. Maybe I am insecure. Maybe I don't have what it takes. But unfortunately, you did not understand from God's perspective, from his point of view. It is because, in fact, you have greatness within you for his glory that all of these things were removed. Because God, at the end of the day, he believed in you more than what it is that the enemy was saying of you that was false. He believed in the true you, the who he already made you to be before, again, you even knew who God was and is. And so I want you to take courage tonight. And I want you to be like Joseph, despite the pain, despite the trials, the tribulations, the temptations that come your way. Choose to not give up on the word of God. Choose to not give up on God himself. You need to get back up. And the way that we are able to get back up is that we continue We continue to approach his throne of grace and we continue to be like Paul and recognize that we are weak, that we are nothing without God, that we consider it all as garbage. Everything, all the accolades, the accomplishments, everything that you see in society, in the world, that at the end of the day, they all come second to God. And you will allow yourself to understand, yes, you're still human. Yes, you will make mistakes. You will fall short. But guess what? You're still alive. 
you're not done yet. As long as there's breath in your life, I mean, God still has a plan for you. But at the end of the day, you need to approach God. Don't be like Eve. Don't be like Adam hiding from God. No matter what happened to you, even as if you feel like other human beings don't understand you, they don't understand what you're going through. And even when you don't understand yourself, that you are able to approach God and say, God, here I am. Who am I, Lord? Oh, God, only only to you that I have sinned. I didn't sin against anybody else but you, like David said in the psalm. And you ask God to destroy your flesh because you have the power to pray these prayers. Don't be ashamed. Don't be like other people who only want to pray for blessings, who only want to pray for money, for God to give them this. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but I want you to become like those who so wants to please the Lord, who so wants to be like Christ, who so wants to be on fire for Jesus, that you make these bold prayers. And just like Paul, like he says in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. You have to recognize and remember it's not about us showing off to other people, showing off to society of, of what we have and, and the blessings that we have. But it's about us being authentic before the Lord. And it's about us inspiring other people and impacting their lives and pointing them to Jesus. But at the same time, not forgetting that we ourselves have a soul in, our, in a spirit that we want to make sure we'll cross the line of this life to the next life. Because at the end of the day, all is lost. If we lose our soul, even if you are a mouthpiece that God is using to reach the lost souls to his kingdom. What about you? What about your heart? What about your mind? What about your connection with God? Is it pure? Is it genuine? I want to go ahead and just repeat this one more time, y'all. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. You don't have to choose what it is that the enemy is saying to your mind. And this is another thing that a lot of people tend to do. And at times, don't get me wrong, sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's hard. Because just like Paul was talking about this thorn, the Bible wasn't really specific to tell us what type of thorn it was. Maybe for Paul, it was that mental battle. Maybe for Paul, it was a type of disease that the Bible didn't go in depth to describe to us. I don't know what it is that is the thorn in your life. But whatever it is, I want you to understand you have the spirit of Christ and you as a child of God, if you're a true born again believer, and if you're not, you are able to go ahead and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life this day and confess of your sins that he will give you his Holy Spirit. I want you to understand this, that because you have the Holy Spirit, no temptation, no sin is stronger than him. If you yourself demand and ask the Holy Spirit to take control of your mind, to guard your heart, to guard your eyes, to guard your ears from the things of this world, because you want to please God. He is so faithful to pick you back up, to refresh you, to revive you, to make you stronger, to make you have a more ignited fire for God. I'm telling you. He was faithful. He is faithful to give you that victory. And it's so important for us as believers to understand that we're not fighting for victory, but we're fighting from victory. When you're able to see that you're fighting from victory, you know that the devil doesn't have no power over you unless you let him. And I'm going to go ahead and close with this. God has given you such power that he has given you free will to choose. And this is what a lot of us don't understand, not just believers, but even non-believers, even those who don't know God. They ask and ask and say, my goodness, how can a loving God allow evil? But this is because God has given us free will to act. He has given us the free will to choose good or to choose to do bad. Of course, it is his great pleasure for all of us to choose good and to accept his son. But unfortunately, as we all see, there are a group of people who choose to do evil and choose to allow 
the enemy to overpower them. The enemy cannot do anything unless we go ahead and give in to his his lies. But you have the freedom right now, this day, to choose to believe the truth of God. And the truth of God tonight that he wants me to go ahead and share with all of us tonight is this. It won't work this time if you demand and live from victory. And I also want to tell you this. Many of you, you're about to declare And you're not just about to declare, but you're about to experience an overflow of victory in so many areas of your life that you were continuously were getting defeated. God is about to show you that you have the complete victory. Whatever did not work last time, I demand in the mighty name of Jesus, it shall work for you according to God's will. I pray that you were blessed by this episode. This was your sister in Christ, JLP. And remember, all things are possible for Christ Jesus. Until next time, peace out. Take care.